Hello, everyone. And I hope that you are going out and voting today on Tuesday, except for if you live in Ohio, because the Ohio Constitution prohibits idiots from voting. According to Article 5, Section 6 of Ohio's Constitution, it states, No idiot or insane person shall be entitled to the privileges of an elector. So, there you go. That's something you know now. Does that mean all of our listeners are idiots? No, everybody who's listening should vote. That's why I said. <sighs> Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. I'm just sitting over here with my hand on my heart listening to the national anthem. And here Dina comes talking about idiots in Ohio voting. <laughs> <laughs> so really who she's talking to is all the Ohio State fans out there. Oh. oh. We just got un- can- <laughs> we just got canceled by all the Ohio State people. We don't have that many Ohio viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Take that, that Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Altered Podcast well. where we honor God and the things that he does. And today, like Dina said, is November 8th, and it is election day where we do the stuff and the voting and the stuff. And you get the cute little sticker that says, I voted. I am here with my co-host, Ben Burnett. I am also here with the creative director and also a co-host, Dina Burnett. Hi, Dina. Hi. I liked your intro. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And I'm also here with the person who naps through almost every show and spoke five words in the last (laughs) podcast, my lovely wife, and now probably a (sighs) co-host, Jessica. How are you doing? Probably. Yeah, well, we don't know if you're fired yet or not. We're still working on it. Got to work out pay. There is no pay. Oh, well, then you're hired. (laughs) 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 Hey, hey, 10% raise just for being here today. Hey, Ben. I like your haircut. Thanks, you, buddy. You get a raise. Oh, I finally got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. So, what is this month? I just said it. I just said the date. But what is the month? Noviembre. Which means that was the month yeah. of thankfulness. Okay. We had a whole month of spookiness, and yep. now we have a whole month of thankfulness. Yep. I am thankful it is no longer spooky season. <laughs> Ain't it the uh. truth? Oh, by the way, I saw an interesting meme. Uh, yesterday about um, it never act in a Harry Potter movie. Like, there's like 20 people that have died from the original Harry Potter series. Oh, I'm, yeah. I've seen yeah. the same one. Better yeah. watch out. Poor Hagrid. You better not Witchcraft. cry. <laughs> Wait, what? What? You say you better not hey, cry? Hey, hey. <laughs> Do not start with that blasphemy before Thanksgiving. Hey, listen. We love Jesus and we love Christmas. That was a Santa Claus song. We are thankful. By the way. For the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's so yeah, so this whole month has been devoted to thankfulness and thanksgiving. Um, so today we're talking about being a thankful patriot. Mm-hmm. We live in the best country on the face of this planet. Um, you can debate me on that or whatever, but uh, the First Amendment right tells me that I uh, we, are ha- we do have the best country in the world because we have the freedom of free speech. I have a podcast you don't, Nan, in the boo-boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have the freedom to read religion. So, I, you know, I don't care. That doesn't just mean Christianity. You can believe in whatever you want, the flying spaghetti monster or whatever. And this country will allow you to do so. 
and the amendment number two lets me keep amendment number one. That's why we are the best <laughs> country in the world. Um, so I do love election day, and I'm so happy, and I'm a thankful patriot, just like every one of us around the table, and hopefully every listener. Hopefully you love the country and respect your men and women in uniform and all that good stuff. So today we'll be diving into what the Bible says about country and and uh, self and being a Christian. So how do we divide the two, or do they divide at all? And so what happens when the Bible talks about the government? Mm. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. But you know what we need to do first, considering we live in a capitalist society? <laughs> <laughs> we need an ad so we can make money, so, so we that we can buy podcast equipment, because Hunter needs a computer. Praise so please listen to the whole ad, and then go back and listen to it again, and again, and again. And is that how it works? Contribute. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if that's how it works or not. The, there's a little fine print there, and I've just not read it yet. It, <laughs> I don't know. As a capitalist <laughs> group of people, we should probably read it. Probably. Eh. Anyway, let's play the ad. Yeah. And we're back after that quick ad break. I went potty. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> you never got up from the table. <laughs> I'm terribly worried now. Oh. I just had to break the silence. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. So Ben. Yes, sir. How are you? How do you want to start today? Where, where do you want to dive in at? Um, I like the deep end, sir. All right. Well, let's go ahead first, then, buddy. So, all right. Let's make some. Let's just let's just offend everybody really quickly. I like it. We're going to be in Romans thirteen today. We've already talked about this before the, the episode. Romans thirteen. Yeah, Romans thirteen. One. I was just making sure it's still recording. Oh, it's still recording. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Romans thirteen. He was looking at me funny, and I was like, I promise, I have my Bible open. To Romans thirteen. <laughs> I was uh, like, Romans thirteen offends everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Romans offends everybody. Romans thirteen. Verse 1 says this, Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval, for it is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger, that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore, you must submit, not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason, you pay taxes. (gasps) Taxes. Since the authorities are God's servants, continually attending to these tasks. Pay your obligations to everyone. Taxes to those you owe taxes. Tolls to those you owe tolls. Respect to those you owe respect and honor to those you owe honor. This verse gets people into a quiet fit. Uh, you know yeah. that? If you're still listening to this, by the <laughs> way, I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the real question is, and let's just knock this one off the, off the page real quick. Mm-hmm. Does this mean I have to s- submit to every act that our government puts on paper? Well, that's a good question, <laughs> sir, because this is this is kind of it. It would imply yes, right? Mm-hmm. However, here's what I think. Here's what I think. This is my opinion. This is not what the Bible says, but this is my opinion. If the governing authority makes a rule that does not go along with Scripture, I do not think you have to follow it. So, do you think that this Scripture here is talking? 
the, the scripture here is talking about uh, rulers who are not making um, rules that are going against scripture, or do you think that this is again? It's an is, this is where the debate lies. Well, and so let's think about historical context for a minute, because remember, you got to take everything in context if you're looking at scripture. So historical context: Paul was writing the letter to the Roman church. So who's the governing authority at the time that Paul's writing the letter? The Romans. The Romans. Hey, Jessica's <laughs> folks. So the Romans. 10% raise for Jessica. Um, so the Romans are the governing authority. Now, I don't know, but I think at the time of the writing of Romans, who's the emperor? Does anybody know? Nero. I think that's true. I feel like that's right. What does the Google say? Who was the emperor at the writing of the book of Romans? Emperor Claudius. Oh, there interesting. You go. So, I guess the Emperor Claudius was. But here's the thing about that. It didn't matter who you were. The Jews hated the Roman government. Hated it. They were always rebelling against it. There are whole books that are actually not in Scripture about the Jews. Uh, they're in the like the Apocrypha, but there are whole books devoted to the rebellion of the Jewish people against the Roman government. And the whole thing about the Jewish people over and over and over again is they thought um, that Rome uh, was going to be kicked out of the Jewish nation by the Messiah. That was their whole thought process. I, I've made an Acts in my daily reading. And in Acts chapter 1, what is the first question they ask Jesus in Acts chapter 1, the, the disciples? They're like, so is it at this time that you're going to restore the government to Israel? And Jesus goes, <sighs> I know his feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's much like Hunter when we do our intros now. But anyway, um, yeah, so they always had this opinion that that's who it was going to be. They did not like the Roman government. Yet, Paul writes to the Roman church. Now, Half the Roman church, by the way, at this point, had been kicked out of Rome. All the Jewish people had been kicked out of Rome before this and had just been let back in by Emperor Claudius. And Roman, or I'm sorry, and Paul writes to the church in Rome, hey, submit yourselves to the governing authorities. If I'm a Jew and I'm in this church, I'm going to be like, heck no, that's stupid. <clears throat> but it's in Scripture, so we have to do it, right? So R.C. Sproul here. Mm-hmm. It has a little article about civil government. Mm-hmm. Don't look so disappointed. Now, shockingly, I agree with this. <laughs> Shocking. Just, but he it, he made it simply, and it, was, it goes along the lines of what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually is pretty good. Go ahead and read that. <clears throat> well, it, it's not, I actually didn't read this in the meeting because I, I didn't even read that part. I read oh. the bottom part. Oh. But it's saying that this is talking about civil government. Um, in the time, you still wasn't around to preach Christianity throughout Rome. What's this letter doing? Going to Rome, true. What's he sending Phoebe to do? Uh, oh, that's good. You know why did why did Jesus get crucified? Mm. Broke the go- the governing body's laws, even if it was twisted to not be right. It wasn't fair or moral. Mm. He b- broke, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he broke the rules of of the governing bodies that God put in place. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously Jesus never sinned, and <laughs> so th- th- that's what. R.C. Sproul is making the point. This is talking about civil government mm-hmm. um, through the, the the daily laws and the 
things like that. But when I, I feel like, and then he kind of goes into when it's pushing against scripture, against the Bible, mm-hmm. when it starts pushing on these, uh, how it affects your evangelism, mm-hmm. that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And because yeah. um, that's, and that's what, like you said, what he's talking about here with the Jews in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, just, I know that you have hard feelings. Just do what they say in the sense of how to live your daily life, you know, and don't rebel against this. Don't let that be the hill you die on. Let the hill you die on be on for Christ, not for if you should pay taxes or not to the Roman government. Yep. So. Yep. Again, daily reading's been in Acts. <clears throat> and at one point, you know, you've got uh, Peter and John who are walking. They see this guy who's been lame from birth. He's over 40 years old. They heal him, right? Mm-hmm. He gets arrested. The both of them get arrested by the Jewish high council. And they're like, hey, Stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Then they the go government. out. Yeah, this is the government of, of the Jewish people at this point. Right. So this is the government that they should have supported. This is supposed to be the holy people, the holy government. Um, and so you see them t- taken before the council, and what do they say? Should we listen to you, or should we listen to God? So does that mean that we should, or that we can, rebel against the government if it is anti-biblical, anti-scriptural? The answer, I believe, is yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it being November 8th. So, we got through that. That is a, every election time, we see Christians get on the books of face, the Facebooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we see the, well, the Romans 13 says that you have to, um, you know, follow the governing authority because God put them in place. And that's right. God did either put them in place to bless or to, to judge us uh, for judgment. and. Yep. Uh, like it says there, for some for wrath and whatnot. Yep. <clears throat> but when it when things start going against morality, mm-hmm. that's where we can kind of say this is, especially when they're not godly people, mm-hmm. and that's what we've dealt with for the last long time. Yeah. Now uh, I would caution people though too. At the same time, <clears throat> the Bible says to pray for your leaders, right? To um, pray that uh, that it would go well with you is what it says. Not pray that it would go well with you, but pray for your leaders so that it will go well with you. In other words, I would err always on the side of I'm going to honor my leaders until I can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm still going to pray for them because the Bible says even to pray for our enemies. And our leaders technically are not our enemies, right? Um, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> if they are, I mean, obviously there are, there are many countries right now where, where Christians are living. You know, North Korea is supposed to be the worst country in the world for a Christian to live in as far as persecution is concerned. Um, Afghanistan is supposed to be number two right now, you know. If you have a government like that, I'm not saying that you should. But at the same time, you should still pray for those people. Now, those probably your enemies if you're a Christian in those countries. In every situation that's bad mm-hmm. or good, what, yep. what what does the altar podcast and the Bible say that you should do? Yep. You should pray. Yep. So yeah. why? I think, so Sorry, Hunter. But I think so often that once a leader gets elected, we're just kind of like done supporting them sometimes. Yeah. And not my president. Huh? Not my president. Hashtag. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just like even like pastors and principals oh, and, you know, your work leader people, bosses, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> work leader people, bosses. Hey, I work for the school system. I have principals and superintendents. That's all I got to worry about. <laughs> but, um, you know, once they get into those positions, we're just kind of like, okay, now what? Now you should give me everything that I need. And if you don't, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing about that is, um, 
and and I get it. I understand the the bumper stickers that say Biden is not my president or whatever, you know. But at the same time, he is your president, regardless of what you think about the election and all that. I know this just be controversial all around. Um, but regardless of what you think about it, he is the governing authority. Therefore, he is your president. And therefore, according to the scriptures, you should at least pray for president. Well, Biden. and in any situation, why would you not, if, the, if you want healing, if you're in money troubles, if you're having marital troubles, mm-hmm. and there's something you're on the rocks, why would you pray to the one who can change everything? Mm-hmm. And that's God. Yeah. We have, after, after our votes casted, we as American people have no say what goes on in the rest of the government. That's true. Because we have representatives who speak for us, which I'm thankful for that. Um, but then the people in the White House, so they do what they want after that. Yep. Why do we not, why would we not want to pray to the one who can bend the will, bend the, change their minds, things like that, mm-hmm. and bless the nation or bring judgment on the nations? Why would you not want to pray to him yeah. and ask for blessing yeah. and peace and all that good stuff? Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing about that, too. It says that the authorities that exist are instituted by God. Does that mean they have to be good? No. No. That means they have to accomplish his will. We judges. Period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we love to, you know, people talk about Samson. Oh, Samson. Samson was a piece of crap. Like, if you read <laughs> all about Samson, like, he literally did almost nothing right. Um, but Samson was one of the leaders of the nation of Israel, right? Um, as long as the authority is accomplishing the will of God. Our personal opinion of them does not matter. And you may say, well, what about abortion and all the things that are happening right now? Totally get it. Totally agree with you. However, what if God's will is not for the blessing of the U.S., but rather for the judgment of the U.S. because of all of the things that we see? Mm -hmm. So, anyway. So, next question. Mm -hmm. Because Romans 13, again, is very... It gets deep, and that's yeah. it's always out there, yeah. um, every election day. Then you, you, so then you have people on the other side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Should Christians vote? Oh yeah, I mean obviously I think they should. Dina, I think everybody should. Yeah, Jessica, it's our civic duty. Civic. Well, and not only I'm not like when I say that everybody should vote, everyone should also strive to be knowledgeable about who they're voting for. That is so true. Because that's also, in my opinion, part of your civic duty, too, is to know who you're voting for. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to put somebody's name down on a piece of paper and they could potentially be a leader of anything. You should be able to vouch for them. Yep. Or you should at least know why you're putting their name down. Right. Not just because they have a nice haircut on their picture. Yep. And not just because my mom and dad tell me I should. Because Aunt Sally voted for them. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to a movie, most of the time, you kind of know what it's about. Right. Beforehand. <laughs> Beforehand, I'm not going to pay that 725 movie <laughs> ticket without watching the trailer, Dina. It's actually 925 now, babe. Oh, inflation. stupid inflation! <laughs> <laughs> and we pay so much more in taxes when we vote for our leaders and don't think about who they are. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. In in all this, um, yeah, Chris, I I, I say this all the time. <clears throat> Christian, <laughs> God hates stupid sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't, I don't think that's I, quite I what say you said. God you said, hates. I said, said don't be don't stupid, be stupid sheep. sheep. Yeah. So the church doesn't need stupid. Real sheep. quick, don't be stupid sheep and do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't. Uh, and not, like, I'm about to make my mom and daddy mad right here. Um, don't <laughs> Love you guys. vote based off your party. True that. 
right? Don't just be and just like Dean was saying, know something about them, know their mm-hmm. character. Uh, just because they're Republican or Democrat, do not smack their name down on that paper. Yep. I'd much rather you leave their name that that space blank mm-hmm. than vote than just filling in the blank. Yep. Do not click that all Republican ticket. Yep. Do not click the all Democrat ticket. Please don't click that yeah. one. <laughs> and if you don't know who you're going to vote for, just write down Chris May. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And for those of you who don't know, that's our pastor. That's, that's our just pastor. funny. We just so. have fun with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, can I ask you M-A-Y. a question? A <laughs> Y. <laughs> oh my. Sorry, sorry, PC. Um, all right. Let me let me let's look at verse two here for just a minute too, because this has always been perplexing to me. Verse 2 says, So then the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. Yeah. Y'all know how America was formed and founded? (laughs) We opposed the British authority. So does that mean that America uh, has brought judgment on itself the entire time? Does that mean that America was in the wrong? What about that? Do you know, will you go to Exodus 22... Verse 28. Oh, I love the Old Testament. <laughs> so, good old R.C. here <laughs> ah. says, uh, rebellion against civil authority. So, he, he keeps using that word, mm-hmm. civil authority. Yeah. Um, is a, is rebellion or implies a belt rebellion against God's ordinance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he references Exodus 28. Mm. So, I'm interested to see. What's in Exodus 28? What's in Exodus 28? You got it? Yes. All right. You said Exodus 22, 28, right? Yeah, 22, 28. Okay. I want to make sure. You must not blaspheme God or curse the leader among your people. Oh. So, must not blaspheme God, must not curse the leader among your people. We see that often, by the way, in Exodus. We were reading numbers in uh, Chi Alpha the other day. Not like just like random numbers, like two, four, (laughs) but the book of numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in the book of Numbers, what we see is that God brings the nation of Israel out of the land of Egypt where they're in slavery. And then the first thing basically they do after they are completely free and clear of the Egyptians is they start to complain and grumble about the leadership of Moses. Then after they complain and grumble about that, the next thing that happens is they start to complain and grumble about the food that they're eating. And God literally rained down manna from heaven, which are like little honey wafers, basically. I said it was probably like donuts because it said it was bread with... Oil. Yeah, they said, said they said that it tasted like pastries cooked <laughs> with the finest oil. So that makes Krispy Kreme equals donuts. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it tasted like Krispy Kreme donuts, and they grumbled against it so much that they're like, "We miss the free fish that we had in Egypt." That's literally what the Bible says that they said. And I'm so, pretty sure that that fish was like think of the worst school cafeteria fish you've ever had. Yeah, because they were slaves. You're yeah. feeding them slave food, but they wanted that. That's what they want the free fish. So. Anyway, the point is, don't get all high and mighty and grumble against your leaders and be dumb like that. Well, it's very interesting to me, too, because Exodus 22 falls right after two chapters after the Ten Commandments is given. Mm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. So we're starting to get into the law and talk, and Moses talking about the law. Yep. And this is in the same sec- uh, the section as the laws were about social justice and things like that. Mm being inside the how to act inside your community. Yep. Um, and he's saying don't don't bash your leaders. Yeah. So I think that's still true today. I mean we've even made a couple of jokes in the in the podcast in a sense. But don't 
when you work where I work, okay, <laughs> with full full of old military Republicans, yeah. right, that's all you hear. Even not in the election year, they're bashing the leader, mm-hmm. especially if they don't like them. Yeah. Um, and then this this you should not you should not do that. Right. Well, again, we should be praying and lifting these people up. Yeah. Um, so back to my U.S. thing for just a minute. Um, just to kind of put a little pin in that one. Um, the reason why I think that I don't think that that the nation has incurred judgment on itself has in, uh, incurred judgment on itself since its inception. The reason why I don't think that's the case is because if you look back at the the founding documents and the history and all the stuff, what you see is that the founding fathers gave the British government chance after chance after chance, wrote them letter after letter after letter. Hey, this is what we want. We really need this. We can't live anymore. We can't survive. We've got to do something. And everything fell on deaf ears. And so you actually see in the writings of the founding fathers, um, you see actually this reverence for the British government. It's it's really kind of interesting to, to read through those documents. And yet, you also see this. We have we have to do this at this point. They just wanted some sort of representation. Yeah, and we did not declare war on them. They declared war on us. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they brought their troops over here. Well, we didn't yeah. take them over there. Mm-hmm. How That's dare true. you throw that tea into the sea? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like some tea. Now, and granted, I mean they did the the revolution did things obviously to yep. you know provoke it, but. They weren't the only. They went the whole innocent party there. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they there was reach out and there was this and there was that. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, and so I think that I think that the the an America has been built through all of its structures, has been built on the Bible and the Christian view of life, <clears throat> and so that's why I say when you go to vote at the at the poll, you shouldn't just slice one just Republican ticket is because you should. Not be a Republican voter or a Democrat voter. Mm-hmm. You should be a biblical voter. Right. Um, you should not be Republican or Democrat. You should be a biblical believer. Right. I'm a, well, what, what's your views of politics? I believe what the Bible says. Yeah. Well, that people don't like what the Bible says. Yeah. And so that's where you know, that's where you start roughing feathers on both sides. Yeah. So because yeah. even especially in our Bible Belt, right? We're in the in the Bible Belt where everybody who's Christian says that you have to be Republican. There's Republican ideas that's not necessarily Christian. Well, and I mean, we say that, but I don't know if that's really true anymore. There's a whole group of people who are in the Bible Belt who say that the the Democratic Party is the way because they take care of poor people. My grandfather was one of those people. Now, granted, when my grandfather was alive, he's been passed away for a long time. I think he'd roll over in his grave if he knew what was happening with him right now. But uh, my grandfather was one of those people that would have voted Democrat back in the day. And vote a straight ticket, I think, right. because he said that the Democrat took care of the poor people and the Republican took care of the rich person. So there is that idea out there still. Um, you know, there are there are opinions on both sides about, well, because of the way that I believe, I have to vote this way or this way. But you're absolutely right. You have to vote the way the Bible says. Now, we've kind of, I feel like we've tiptoed around the subject, but I feel like we've tiptoed around the subject for long enough. The whole abortion debate really brought this to light more than ever because the abortion debate really became this thing where people who I know, you know, um, I'll say it this way. Sorry, y'all, but I thought were really strong Christians, man, just, I mean, erupted in absolute hatred towards the idea that they can no longer kill an innocent child that's unborn. Um, and they were shocked at our government and, Oh, we've taken a step backwards and no, 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 you know, 
Um, and when we when you say abortion bin, you're not saying anything about like medical mishaps and that sort of thing. I'm like, not. I'm not talking about. Yeah, but I'm talking about. You're, you're talking gonna, about like just normal you're pregnancy. Kill, you're going to kill your yeah. unborn child because you no longer want the pregnancy. Yeah. Um, Episode 17, guys. That was really <laughs> well, nice. Well, I just wanted yeah. to. I just wanted to make sure that you were like that. That was clear. Yeah. You know, because there's. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm also going to make a statement that is unpopular, but even, even abortion that res- that results from rape. We don't kill rapists for raping people. Now, some could make an argument either way. But it, it's hard for me that we're going to we're going to take this unborn child that absolutely did nothing, had nothing in the whole had nothing to do with any of it. Was a result of this it was a result of a terrible thing. But now we're going to take forceps and we're going to tear it apart in the womb. That's hard for me, you know. At the end of the day, I look at it like this. And I there so believe it or not, we actually have these conversations at work because there's some who would disagree with your topic at, at my workplace, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> I, I, I say it like this every time: um, God is the creator and sustainer of life. Mm-hmm. It is not for me to take away. Mm-hmm. Um, I say this about the the death penalty. I am I am usually one to uphold justice <laughs> when it comes to everything, but I do not support the death penalty at any capacity. Yeah. Um, no matter what they did, and yeah, there's a I, there's a lot of decent reasons where I'm like, yeah, get the firing squad ready. But ultimately, the death penalty I'm not okay with. So what about the fact that the Bible talks about the death penalty? We're getting the there. Okay. Because uh, then you can get the eye for the eye, right? And we move on and on and on. Yep. I think at the end of the day, it, like you said, it says pray for, pray for and love your enemies, mm-hmm. not put them to death. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not my ultimate goal mm-hmm. to kill them. It's my ultimate goal to preach the gospel to them, and they reach repentance, mm-hmm. um, especially in the New Testament. Yeah. Now, on the, and Christ came to bring that new covenant where He came to be the redemption, you know, for those people. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It is my goal to make them see and understand and reach that repentance. Yep. Even if they did something terrible, and I know that there's people out there who children get raped and murdered, and that Wisconsin uh, guy. He just ran through that Christmas parade last year on trial, being mm. an idiot and a buffoon. Yeah. He can't vote in Ohio. <laughs> 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 uh, and he is just making a mockery of the, the six people he killed and the 66 that he injured and yep. whatever that exact number is. Should he still get the death penalty? Well, he's, he's one of the scum of the earth. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I don't think we should be frying him in the electric chair. Um, because it's not my place to to take your life away. Mm-hmm. Just like it's not your place to kill that innocent baby. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's not a fetus. It is an innocent baby who is alive from conception. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Casting Crowns has a, a song. And it's a stained glass masquerade, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, when we we're, we're screaming... Save the trees while you're killing babies. Mm-hmm. And it's, where have we gone? Yep. And so that's that's that thought process where the tree has more, li- or more rights than the unborn child. Mm-hmm. What kind of thought process is that? Yep. That is where we are heading, where we used to talk about biblical identity in our country, 
now we're debating sex <laughs> and gender yeah. and if babies have rights when heartbeats are going around when you stick a needle into a pregnant woman's belly babies will flinch to pain at eight weeks yeah and even probably less now mm-hmm. well and if you think about like kids in general like they're defunding education mm-hmm. they're forcing more and more kids to be in a classroom women are not given enough time for pregnancy leaves and and men for i guess when they're you know Helping, helping out their wives who yeah. just had this baby. Um, I needed more than But daycare <laughs> is outrageous. Yeah. You Preach. know. Preach a little louder. I don't know how single mothers do it. You all are amazing is yeah. all I got to say about that is how do you afford that? I don't even know. But, like, it's all just crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you even think about it, a lot of our churches, our children's workers are struggling as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, bring the little kids to me. And... Nobody wants to go do it. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, kids' ministry is one of the most important ministries in the church. Mm -hmm. Kids can tell whether you want to be around them or not. That's true. Why would they want to, you know, by the time they get to youth group, why would they want to go? Maybe that's why they don't want to go. It's because nobody cared about them for the first 10 years of their life. Right. Wow. No, that's really true. And and that's a subject I I don't have any wiggle room Mm -hmm. on. Uh not that you're a Christian if you believe this or you're not. Uh, look, you can have a, a a thought about this, and you can disagree with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's no wiggle room in my thought process. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that if you disagree with me, you're not Christian. I, <laughs> look, we can debate that later. Yeah, um, I would say that you have some moral flaws, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but who doesn't? Um, and I, I just think that <clears throat> the priorities, like Roe v. Wade and Roe v. Wade being overturned, you, we saw the staunchness mm-hmm. uh, of just how, I mean, if you looked just in America alone, yep. the leading cause of death was heart disease and cancer. Yeah. That's not including abortions. Abortions would have been above that list almost double. Oh, yeah. The leading cause of death in America was moms killing their babies. And I'm talking about the 90... This is probably a low number. I've done the statistics, but they're probably they're just a little older before the Roe v. Wade overturn. Ninety-seven point seven percent of all abortions are based on mere convenience. The rest of them are due to rape, rape and incest, birth defects, things like that, or medically necessary. Medically necessary to to the mother was less than one percent, mm. right? Yep. So. How often does that happen? And they call them medically induced abortions. That, that's what they call them. Yep. Um, and they're, some of them are necessary to save the, the, the life of the mother. I, When my, my wife had two children, I had that thought process. What happens if she goes unconscious and she's under the knife and it's, we have to save your wife or the baby? What, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Two thoughts came to my head. It's either you uh, say just do what you need to do like a normal and go let it go normal and whoever lives it was God's will mm-hmm. or save my wife. Yeah. I ended up on the thought process of saving my wife, you know, because it's my wife. But that's a tough choice that you have to make. Yeah. But it, I don't consider that the abortion because I can't went to the hospital intending on bringing a baby home. Mm-hmm. I say you lost the baby at that point. Mm-hmm. Just like you would say I didn't murder my wife. I lost my wife yeah. in that situation. Yeah. And if you've ever had to make that choice, then I I have mass sympathy for you. But that—that's where my, I—I I do not have a wiggle room 
on especially convenience abortions. Yeah. I can have sympathy for the rape and the incest I, and the, I can and the too, birth yeah. defects and the the ma- you know, all that good stuff. I have mass sympathy, and I can even understand why you did it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, still hard for me. Right, I can understand. I can understand where you come from, but when it's mere convenience. It's yeah, I, I, and not and it's not this, and this is where Christians go on astray here. I want to make this very clear. It's not that. What have you done? I hope you're sick with yourself. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's not that at all. I want you to understand the magnitude of your sin. What you just there, just did there. Understand what you did. But realize that we have a a great Savior, who, just, my sin is no bigger, no greater than yours. Your sin is no bigger and greater than mine. Yep. And Jesus Christ can redeem you from that just as he redeemed me from my sin, my rebellion against him. Yep. So come, repent. He'll cast that sin into the sea of forgetfulness, and you will live with him in paradise. Yep. That is the hope I have. I want you to understand what you did. I want you to seek repentance and come and be a part of the kingdom, mm-hmm. and you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. That is what I want you to understand. Not what have you done and then cast you away forever. Yep. I want you to come be a part of the kingdom. This is a great opportunity for you to realize what you've done. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about the rapist earlier, and I, I in no way want to compare what I'm about to say to someone who's had an abortion. Uh, but we were talking about the rapist and the grave sin that they commit in that as well and our desire for their repentance. So there is a... Um, I can't remember the guy's name now, but there is a there was I'm sorry at the end of World War II, there was a trial for the heads of Nazi concentration camps, the head of the Luftwaffe, all those guys. Um, Hermann Goering, he was one of them. There were all these guys. I mean, and they were pieces of crap, human garbage. They were the people that if there's anybody that should burn in hell for eternity, it would have been those people, right? Everybody would have pointed the finger. But when you looked after. World War II, they had a trial, and everybody in our country is entitled to a fair trial. So they looked for people who, actually, I'm sorry, let me back that truck up. What they were looking for is they're actually looking for pastors to look out for their eternal souls. They put these people on trial, and they're like, hey, we're going to go to this guy, and we're going to say, hey, I want you to be their pastor. Now, most of them had listed, I can't remember what, um, I want to say they were Luther, I don't remember, anyway. But some of them, I can't remember if they didn't list any religion or if they listed it, I can't remember. So they, they went and asked this pastor in America, hey, we can't find anybody who will pastor these people as they get ready to basically go to the death chamber, um, to go to the electric chair, whatever. Will you be the person who preaches the gospel to them? And this guy was like, no, my son died in Germany fighting these people. And then he said that later on he was sitting there and he was thinking about it and, and he said he was in prayer and the Holy Spirit was like, hey, you need to go back and be their pastor. So he did. And he said he started out, and I can't remember who the first guy was, but it was, I mean, ahead of a a death Nazi death camp or something. It was, they were awful people. Every one of them were. And he said that this guy, um, he, he preached the gospel of Jesus to him and he just broke down and just cried and sought repentance. And he said, one by one, there were, I, th- I think there were 20 people on trial. I want to say there were 15, 17 people who ended up repenting. This whole time, this guy who hated these people originally would not, because they killed his child in Germany, 
finally saw the beauty of the repentance of Jesus Christ and the fact that his gospel saves everyone. And at the end of the day, most of those people end up giving their lives to Jesus. Most of those people we'll see in heaven. And the Bible really teaches us that that is the goal, that we need to get rid of this worldly perspective that we have about everything. And we need to start looking at what does Jesus say about all things? What's the heavenly perspective about everything that we see in life? And so when we look at Romans chapter 13, I think the ultimate point there is we need to remember that there is an eternal perspective here when we look at the government and we look at how we vote and we look at the issues that we vote on. We can't just even look at somebody who we want to vote for and say, what do they stand for that I agree with? At the end of the day, I think we do that. But at the end of the day, we look and we go, Jesus, who do you want me to vote for? Right. And so I put that on Facebook one year. Mm. Oh, buddy. <laughs> wow. Like, I put that on Facebook one year. I think it was your uncle, um, the mean one. He doesn't listen to this, so it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, I think. Uh, I put that on there, and he was like, so you're telling me Jesus would tell me to vote for a Democrat? I'm like, maybe, if you'd listen to him. (laughs) 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 But it's a good point. Um, uh, At the end of the day, I was about to ask this question. How often do you pray before you enter that voting booth? Mm. Do you pray? Let me ask you a question. You guys have been through pastor changes. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. I've never been through one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see why he's never left us. Because <laughs> 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 we just we <laughs> tell people to vote for him for president. Uh, did you pray before you casted that vote? Yeah. Well, I mean, I really didn't get, you know, we didn't get a vote back in those days. But, you, I mean... It was, uh, the, it was kind of the deacon board. That right. Really but the members get to vote in at the Well, well and I guess that's true. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, that's true. I guess we were did. Were we members at that point? Uh, yeah, we were. Okay. I so think that was our first official vote as members, now that I say that. That's a big <laughs> vote. I'm going back and I'm thinking <laughs> Yeah, because we had went just right before Pastor Chris got there. My my first vote was on name change, so... Uh, wow, that's a big that, vote, too. I know! Though. Yeah. Um, but did you pray? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, so wha- if you're going to pray for the position change like you know i would i would hope you pray for the you casting the the vote yeah what god what do you want me to do here yeah i'm supposed to be your hands and feet what do, what do you want what's your will yeah you know sometimes we don't always understand mm-hmm. we don't always agree yeah but his will like this book this bible mm-hmm. i don't always sometimes it rubs me the wrong way <laughs> yeah. there's things in here i'm like i don't like that mm-hmm and I must be reading it wrong. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm wrong. So if my my will goes against his will, who's wrong? I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. His will is always correct. That's true. So uh, b- d- always enter it prayerfully. There's a reason Paul said pray, 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 yeah. pray, 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 pray. Yep. Like, but before everything, he's like, pray. So why would you not do it in voting? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen... In the last four years alone, what your vote matters, what your vote does, what your vote represents. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it gets duplicated two or three times, I don't <laughs> 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 just kidding, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Maybe. Um, whatever. Your vote, your vote does matter. Mm-hmm. And I hate the saying, well, I live in Kentucky, so my vote doesn't matter. Your vote matters. Yeah. Every vote matters. Yeah. And... Well, and and not to be political, because this is a 100% political statement at this point, but 
with people moving out of everywhere and moving to literally everywhere else, your vote's going to matter more this election than it ever has before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different. Yeah. People have different views. Right. Like, we don't know who's running for president in 2024, nope. right? People's like, well, Trump's going to win 2024. We don't even know if Trump's going to be alive in 2024. <laughs> you know, this man's like 100,000 years old. <laughs> Him and Biden are trying to see which one outlasts the sun. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the race we're in. We're not racing for president here. <laughs> we're racing to see who outlasts the sun. Uh, we don't know who's going to run for president, but I can tell you what, I'm, pr- I'm already praying for that November day. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I listen in very critical ears. I listen to the Democrat primaries. I listen to the Republican primaries. By the end, I'm ready to jump off a building. <laughs> um, but I listen because I'm hoping God tells me who to vote for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So do you think, um, what, so at the end, at the end of the day, and that, this, is a, this is the very controversial topic. And we hear this all the time. Pastor Chris mentions this all the time. So if you disagree, I'm going to call him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, can Christians be Democrat in their, in, the, in their voting beliefs? Can they vote for Democrats? Oh, I'm interested. Well, when you're saying that, are you saying the straight line voting Democrat? Um, I'm saying... You are voting for a Democrat who supports abortion, who supports homosexuality, who supports all these different tickets, but you like their foreign policy, you like their tax reform, you like their whatever. But there's things there that they they support the mainline, mainstream Democrat views. Can you be Christian and vote Democrat? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be controversial. I will say that in every election, no matter who you're voting for, there are some things you have to hold your nose about, right? There are just some things that stink, regardless of who you vote for. Um, Trump could, Trump couldn't keep his mouth closed. I like the fact, though. I, f- I felt like his foreign policy was pretty on point. I right. like the fact that he was just crazy enough that people wouldn't mess with him. You know. His tweet sucked. His tweet. Oh man, his the way mouth, he talked to women sucked. Yeah, like, we we all agree with that. There were plenty of things that I'd hold my nose over, but there were some things. I mean, I thought that our country prospered more under him than they have under Biden so far. I'll just go ahead and say that. So there are things that you have to hold your nose over, though, regardless of who you vote for. And so, I think yes, you can be a Christian and vote Democrat. But boy, you got to hold your nose hard for some things, and it's that's it's really hard for me on some of those issues. It is. I think even making out a pro and con list for both sides can help you. On both sides, the the con list will be so much more (laughs) than the pro. (laughs) Pro, they're alive. (laughs) Pro, they have their own teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Are we sure? Are we sure? Uh, That's a good question. Are we sure? (laughs) We need to know this. I mean, Ben Franklin didn't. We're not Ben Franklin. George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ben. George Wa- I don't know. Ben Franklin may not have had his own teeth either. I'm not sure. But I know George ben Washington. Ben Franklin wasn't president. He w- oh, he wasn't. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking Hold George up. Washington. Hold up. Ben, ben didn't know anything <laughs> I, about I, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but now wait. you don't know anything about. Okay. You don't know I, mis- I misspoke on Ben Franklin. Thank you very much. I didn't mean to say he was president. <laughs> 
it was. I was thinking George Washington. I got a little turned around. Okay, he was a third grade teacher, right? I was a third grade teacher. Do you like? You need to pray for those kids, and now they're adults probably because you're old. <laughs> I'm gonna come across this table here in a minute, and I'm gonna and, teach you about third grade teachers. <laughs> and I mean, hey, what does the Bible say about this, you all? That we shouldn't fight. Oh, okay, we, we should actually say things that build each other up, Hunter. Oh, you know what? There's another interesting question, too, after we get done with this. I think we should talk about, you know, if you vote either Democrat or Republican and your friend votes the opposite, should you hate their guts? Oh, that's a good question. So, and we will because okay. I, I have a good story about that. Um, but do you think, Dina, you can be Christian and vote Democrat? Um. So, again, I think that you should make a pro and con list, and I think that you should look at what is biblical, and if that person supports, you know, biblical truths, and if they don't, then no, you shouldn't vote for them. I still don't know. You, that was a very political answer of yours, <laughs> <laughs> but not giving me an answer. But I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Jessica, can you be Christian and vote Democrat? Depends on what the Democratic Party stands for. Well, what does the Democratic? Well, I just I just mentioned about nine different things that the Democratic Party stands for, and not one of them was a positive thing. But because I don't think any of them, <laughs> maybe one thing I said was positive, and I just disagree with it. But probably not. <coughs> I'm in this <laughs> man. I that is such a hard. I, I understand the the thought process. Um, here's the thing. Ben, what is the qualifications to be a Christian? That you believe in Jesus Christ, that he um, lived, that he died, that he was resurrected. Right. And so we're all on this journey of sanctification, mm -hmm. right, where I, our ideas and our ideology mm -hmm. changes all the time. Some people are on different journeys than the other. So it, can it not be possible that you think these things are okay for a short time, you know, and you're just whatever. Even if the Bible completely talks about it, like homosexuality and murder and things like because yeah. Sure. I'm not going to say that just because you cast the Democrat ballot. doesn't Because you didn't like Donald Trump or you, whoever the new guy will be, yeah. that you're not a Christian. We had two terrible choices this last election, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. All right. I wasn't happy about either one of them. I, I didn't like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump the first time. Mm -hmm. Just because you have two terrible options and you cast a ballot for Democrat, I'm not going to say that you are you're not saved. Okay, yeah. that's a, I think that's a stretch. Yeah. I do have some questions though about the abortion talk, about the homosexuality talk, um, about you know them. They're very open and clear cut about wanting to limit the free speech and how we talk about our religion and things like that. I agree though, our religion shouldn't be pushed down people's throats. Yeah, I do too. You don't and like I don't think Jesus taught that either. Right. Yeah, and I'm just saying, but a lot of people were like, well, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, you want to listen to what I think, listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. Or come ask me a question. Shoot me a Facebook Messenger or whatever. I'll tell you what I think. I don't care if you agree with it or not. You don't like it, don't listen. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> yeah. um, that's, that's where I stand. Uh, you know, and it's kind of in the middle. I kind of see why I'm with Dina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just because you vote, vote Republican doesn't make you Christian. That's true. That's no. the real question. Yeah. Or the real answer, I guess, to that question. Yeah. I mean, if they're not following Jesus 
and they're making these big votes and you're you're surprised that they don't make a vote you know that you think a christian should make how why are you surprised right and everybody sitting around this table has conservative leanings there's no doubt about it what we just have just gotten on talking about that was not it's not uh there's not a question about that <coughs> but that doesn't mean we don't need to understand the other side Right. I don't mm-hmm. think, and we need to sympathize with the other side. There's things that that a lot of people who are conservative don't do. They want to bash and bash and bash, and the Democrats like to bash and bash and bash the other side as well. But we need to understand where each other's coming from. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. You know, I understand why they say like about abortion and homosexuality. I, I get what they're saying, mm-hmm. and I can have sympathy for any of these people. I understand, but I have a higher standard that I have to live my life by. That's the Bible, and I'm sorry that that goes against the grain. The Bible told me it would go against the grain. Just because the fallen sin of the world turned the grain sideways, and that's the way it goes, the world's going to go sinful. The Bible is holy and perfect, and if I live my life by it, I'm going to follow suit, and I'm going to rub against the grain. People are not going to like my ideas. Yep. People are not going to like my thoughts, what I have to say about Christ. It's not going to be friendly to the world. So what makes people think that they're going to like my political opinions? Because my political opinions should be higher than and holier than any other political opinion. Because I shouldn't be a, a party voter. I should be a biblical voter. Mm-hmm. What makes you think that you're going to satisfy everyone? Right. I can't satisfy everyone with my theology. Ben gets mad at me three times a day about my <laughs> theology, let alone my political opinions. And we read the same Bible. Right. I mean, so, yeah, that's my rant, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so Dina's had a great question. Can, if somebody votes, if ben, if ben votes for Hillary Clinton in 2024, oh my gosh. <laughs> can I still be his friend? Would you take me to the hospital to get me checked out first? I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably beat you out back. <laughs> I couldn't vote in Ohio because I would have gone well, insane. Well, here, here. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, well, there's a there's a lady in our church, old lady. I'm <laughs> <Tom> thought so. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, uh, there, there's an older lady at our church, and she's like my Grammy ma. And um, hey, she she votes a different political line than I do. I, I love her to death. I talk to her every Sunday. I talk to her a couple times a week. There's nothing I wouldn't do for her. And her and I disagree about politics nearly about everything, except for the, the issues we talk about today. But there's foreign, We disagree on foreign policy, taxes, immigration. We disagree about it all. Okay. That's fine. I don't have to be right, and you don't have to be right. I love you anyway. You You, you need to be able to learn how to disagree with each other and still be friends. Yep. And right? not absolutely hate each other. Yep. Right. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Ben has seen Lord of the Rings. I have every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Star No, let's use this. I don't like Oh, Star- buddy. I, I don't like Star Wars. That's hard for me. Yep. I don't like Star Wars. But ben you know what? I love Star you. Wars. Anyway. Yeah. Ben loves Star Wars. You can Wars. be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I love Harry Potter. Ben like Ben likes the movies. They're okay. But he doesn't like them more than, than Star Wars. Oh, no, Star Wars is so much better. And See, I disagree with that, yeah. sir. And it's okay. <laughs> and but guess what? We're only going to fight for a few minutes about it. Yep. And we're gonna, you know what? And there are some things that Hunter and I disagree on that we banter back and forth on so much. <laughs> I mean, it comes up 
all the time. When Dina and I, like Dina walk in, she'd be like, who you talking to? I'm like, Hunter. She's like, what y'all talk about? And I'll mention a couple topics, and she rolls her eyes because we talk about them so much. But the point is, we st- we're doing a podcast together. Like, you know. Best man in my wedding. Exactly. Like, was I your best man? Yes. Yes. Ben. 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 What? I'm just kidding. It wasn't that long ago. It was a I think joke. we do need to get him checked out. It was. He a, walked down the aisle in a walker. I'm just saying. That's how old he was. I, it was a joke, guys. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Was George Washington there? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was dead. I'm not that old. But anyway, it was a joke. I'm um, scared. I'm really worried about you. Anyway, the point is, I don't know what I'm thinking. No, the point is, um, I still love Hunter, even though we disagree about some stuff. Yes. You know? And it's okay. Um, and so anyway. Well, we've been can, on trips together. I mean, there's, again, yeah, yeah there's this... Uh, we do life together. We have, yeah, we have a, a very good friendship, regardless right. of if we have disagreements, and it's okay to disagree. And that's the thing, like, we do ministry together. So there's things that there's things that we just don't, There, people just wig out about everything. Yeah. You, your favorite color is not blue? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you have to agree on everything. I'm like, and people, and I think one thing is, is they, they don't know how to express their different thoughts. See, Ben and I have this great relationship where we just say what we think. Yep. And honestly, if it makes each other mad, it's like you'll get over in about 35 seconds. Yeah. And, and we do right. because we are committed to that. You right. Know. By the way, the joke that I was making was, was I the best man at your wedding? And if then if I was, shouldn't you listen to me more often? I was going to stop <laughs> and not go that far because I just made a statement about how we should build each other up in love. And then I cut it off and made myself look like a crazy person. So there you go. Anyway, all right, continue. But yeah, like I tell my students all the time whenever they start to get into these huge, deep, you know, heated debates, I'm like, why don't you ask questions and find out the story about why that person thinks that way and just have a normal conversation? True. Because they have probably some reason that they have that conclusion in the first place. Right. That's a good, that's to a try good. to help to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. See, and well, I can use work as an example, and I'm sure all you can. I have a job that's very, it, it changes daily. And it's like, so there we had a meeting this morning about it. Um, and it was, he, my boss is like, so what What are we in here for? I'm like, what is our job? Because <laughs> it changes every day. And so we, we all had a conversation about it. And there's only three of us who do this job. And so we all had three different takes on how this should be done, how this pro- these process, processes should be built. Um None of us agreed on anything. So our boss kind of has to sit there. And, and you have to hear each other out because you got to be professional. And even if you disagree, and then you got to rebuttal what you think is wrong, keep what you think is right, but also be respectful of their thoughts and opinions and come to some sort of agreement. But you don't have to agree with everything somebody says. You Sometimes you just got to take it for what it's worth and just say, okay. Why are you... Why are you disagreeing and talking about those things in the first place? To make the company better. Right. And and to be able to work together as a team and yeah. unity and all that good stuff. Yeah, you have a common goal, a common purpose. And I think that's the same thing with anybody that you talk to. What you need to do is you need to find the commonality there, the things that you do agree on, the things that you – the reason why you should stay friends and you should use the why to then talk about everything else. 
Right. That's why we can disagree and still be fine because we know that the why behind everything is we love Jesus and we're doing ministry together and we do life together and everything else. Well, it's funny because at the end of every phone conversation or table sit down we have that takes 55 hours to get through <laughs> yep. is that we always end on that. Yes. At the end of the day, the gospel message does not change. Yep. Christ still died on the cross for the sins of the world <laughs> and for whoever believes <laughs> and gotcha. uh and yeah so it, it's it, that's we end on those commonalities yep. right the gospel message does not change blah 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 blah. yeah the cores of the faith and then if it's so somebody disagrees with that then okay i see <laughs> there's a little bit more of an error there yeah. you might need a baseball bat but i mean i can still agree with it on i mean i can still live in Agreement I can live with a the non-Christian, with you. you know. Yeah, but uh, then my life turns into uh, evangelism. Mm. It's I'm going to live with you. I'm going to walk beside you, yeah. and my life is going to be showing you what the Christian walk looks like. Why do you do that, by the way? Evangelize? Yeah, because God told me to. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, but because heaven is so big, it would be really lonely by myself. That too. Um, but ultimately, this faith is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I want people to experience it, too. That's why. I don't do it so I can beat somebody over the Bible and be like, you need to change. I do it because it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And I want everybody to know it. And I want everybody to experience the best thing that could ever happen to them as well. Mm, That's good. So I think that is a good roundabout of saying, hey, Christian voters, Republican voters, Democrat voters, blah, 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 blah. Um, You can be friends. You can still talk. You can disagree. You can even put your opinion on Facebook and turn the comments off and sleep peacefully at night. Wow. I know. Gosh, it just... Uh, you rebel. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if, and I just, yeah. Because I have such... And those opinions of mine are just, you know me, I can be so blunt that it gets me in some trouble. Because I don't think I'm wrong, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, ask my wife. Mm. Do I ever think I'm wrong? Sometimes, but not all the time. It just depends if I want you to be mad at me or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I hope that I'm always right. As ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I feel like this is a good time to go to the last 10% and wrap this thing up. So, last 10%. Who's going first? What are your takeaways from this episode? I've talked a lot. Somebody else. I feel like I've talked all episodes, so let's let the girls talk. Yeah. Dina Burnett, tell us something about well, the last 10%. I think what we can take away from this is that, number one, we need to be reading our Bibles every day so that we can make good choices when it comes to voting, whenever that is. Wow. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> you should write. Uh, that could be a vlog, a video log. I don't know. But anyway, I really do. Because <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether it's Democrat or Republican, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, is Hunter 80 a video log? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm 95 in a 24-year-old's body. Get over it. <laughs> it's not a surprise. But yeah. I don't know. So that's my 10%. That's a good last 10%. And to be nice to your friends. Ooh, yeah, Ben. I was the best man. You should listen to me more. 
<laughs> Jessica Deal. What's your last episode? Can you be Christian and still be like in politics, I guess? Uh depends on what your values are. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. And it it's something that it's I think it's different for each person. I don't think that I hate those overlying statements. Um I, we brought them up today because they're controversial and people was like, oh, well, I hear this all the time. Or, hey, I say this myself. Um, and so that's a good point because it, I think it's different for each person. What do you hold true? Do you care about your political party more than you care about Christ? Things like that. If Christ is taking the second seat, taking the passenger seat to your political party, you just committed a, a sin because that has become an idol in your life. And that is that that I I was guilty of that I think during COVID I got so angry and so covered up with politics that I was talking more about politics than I was about Jesus. Yep. So I had to stop it. Yep. Well, I don't even hardly watch the news anymore. Because I don't need that in my life. Ben, what do you take away? Last ten percent for me. So. My last 10% is the same as the last 10% on several of the episodes that I've had. Um, I think you have to seek the Lord and let Him guide you in all of those things. Um, Including the times when you disagree with somebody else. When you disagree with somebody, you've got to remember that there is an eternity. So I made a statement earlier that um, I could see me get a lot of flack for. And it was the thing about abortion and, and the rape and all the stuff, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I believe that the Bible teaches that I should stand up for the life of the unborn child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe that at the end of the day, I have to look at everybody from the perspective that God made everyone in his own image. And so when I think about that, I have to look at the person who would yell at me and scream at me and be so angry with me about anything as, you know what? You're made in God's image, just like I am. I get bent out of shape sometimes, just driving in traffic, right? And I, oh, that person, they're so dumb, blah, 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 you know. You do have road rage. I do, I do. Um, <laughs> Dean is laughing because I do get, I get, I get the road rage sometimes. His sometimes biggest pet I'm peeve. like, I look over and I pat his arm and I'm like, is that what we should say? And it's not. His She's biggest pet peeve is when they go from the far oh one my lane gosh. and they go all the way to the other all far the, lane. Yes, and, <laughs> and and extra double pet peeve points if you don't use your turn signal the entire time as well. <laughs> but, I mean, if you do, it doesn't matter. If you go from the left lane all the way to the right lane, like get off an exit, that is... Ugh. And you're not saying like two lanes. You're talking about like eight lanes. I'm talking about like you're on 75 and there's three lanes of traffic and they go from <laughs> oh, the fast three lane. Lanes. <laughs> I was thinking like eight. And they go from the fast lane all the way across and get off the exit. I'm like, you could have planned for that, you know. We were in Atlanta the other day, man. Atlanta's bad for it. They go from the f- there's eight lanes of traffic, <laughs> they go from the farthest left lane, and they're like all the way to the right, and then all the way back across. I'm like, oh, I just love because I, I can sit here and just picture him getting so upset because <laughs> I, I know, yeah. But the point is, the point is, you know what? Those people are made in the image of Jesus, just like I am, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't get so bent out of shape about that stuff. I need to have an eternal perspective. And out of my eternal perspective, everything else is affected. I make all my decisions from an eternal perspective, not from the thing that I see right in front of me. That's my last 10%. Um, my last 10% is, <clears throat> yeah, it kind of goes along those kind of same lines, is that I have no tolerance for 
the abortion talk. Uh, <laughs> you scare me over there, buddy. Your dog is as tall as you are outside, and your dog is not very tall. <laughs> so how is it? How is it that tall? Oh, she's on one of the. Oh, she's on a chair or something. <laughs> I was like, how is she the same height? I'm so leaving this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. Oh, I thought somebody was standing out there Some holding your dog, and I was really about needs, to. He really needs a doctor. Well, in Ben's defense, when we were on the Kyle retreat like a month ago, he's preaching and. Uh, one of the students looks up and goes, uh, 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 Pastor Ben, I don't mean to interrupt you during this really important time, but uh, there's a bear right behind you. <laughs> Outside, yes, but right behind me. Well, we'll get to that later. Cause <laughs> get that. Wow, let's talk about that later because I need to know more about that. Um, so my last 10% is the whole, um, I, I have no tolerance on the kind of this abortion talk except for I hope it drives somebody to repentance. And, you know, at the end of the day, we I've said it and I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, it's murder, it's this, it's that. But just like if somebody murders somebody else, I want them to come to repentance just as much as someone who's just, who's just lived a quote-unquote normal life and who's rejected God all their, all their life. I, I pray for everyone to come to repentance. I pray that God draws all people and they get saved. That's that's my prayer. I pray that nobody has to go to hell. That's that's my prayer. Does that happen? Obviously not. But that's my prayer. <clears throat> now, at the end of the day, I hope you're repentant for the that the grave sin that you committed. Just like I was repentant for the grave sin I committed by rejecting Jesus Christ for the, the years that I did. And Ben did the same and everybody around this table did. Um cuz the greatest sin in the world is rejecting Jesus Christ. That's the greatest sin in the world. Not your abortion, right? Not your overeating, not your alcoholic, you know, your your being an alcoholic, not how you treated your kids, any of that. Not for voting Democrat. <laughs> or, or Republican. Yeah. Not for, yeah, for holding idols before God. Yeah, those things, that's the Ten Commandments. And God, God says, just repent and come to me. Okay, and that's that's what I hope this does. I hope it, this makes somebody think about what they did and drives them to repentance, yep. not drives them to an argument. Right. But if it does make you want to argue, I will not apologize for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, whenever I ever said sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is that is it in the sense of that, and y- it is your Christian duty to vote because I say Christian duty because I think it's our Christian duty to spread the uh gospel to everybody and it's very easy in this country to do so right now and you should always vote for the one who will help you do that freedom of speech america America. (laughs) 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 well with that being said america we're so glad that you joined us for this episode of the altar podcast tina's got something fun facts oh come on ben (laughs) (laughs) dude I'm worried about Ben. Maybe I do need a nap. <laughs> I need a snack. Well, I already had a snack. If you're worried about Ben, please call 1-800-BEN. <laughs> Pastor Chris. If, if you would like us, if, you would, if you're worried about me, <laughs> please, please give us money <laughs> so that I can take more naps. Because that's oh what God. I need. But I need more naps. 
What am I going to run on for my party slogan? We should take more naps. Voted for. <laughs> so anyway, Dina. No, I did it wrong. Hunter's random question. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with this? I do need to. I need to sleep more, guys. I don't sleep enough. Okay, ready? Dina's fun facts. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I'm not. I don't know whether I should ask you or not. I'll just ask the general audience. I wouldn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> what day is election day? November eighth. A Tuesday. Well, I mean, this year, yeah. But a, like, Tuesday, a Tuesday, oh, a Tuesday, a Tuesday, a Tuesday. any Tuesday? No, second Tuesday of the month. Isn't it? First Tuesday of the month. First Tuesday? A Tuesday! <laughs> <laughs> so. It's on the full moon! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1845, a law was uh, given that it is, the fir- it is the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Why is our law so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> well, and why is it on a Tuesday? Does anybody know? H- hang on. Back up. It's on the first Tuesday. After the first Monday. So it could be the second day of the month. Okay. No. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, okay. so it could so be like the first. So like this year, it right. couldn't be on November 1st. Yes. So because it, that's the first Tuesday, and yeah. there's no Monday. There's no Monday before. So it has to be on the first Tuesday after the first Monday. I got yeah. you. That is so dumb. It's crazy. It's, it's worded odd. But why on a Tuesday... Because nobody makes good decisions on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. So it wasn't on the weekends, right? Well, for one thing, it's in November. And that the reason they chose November was because all of the harvesting should be done. Oh, okay. So that it gives equal opportunity for everybody to be able to vote. But yet it's not so cold that you have to go through blizzards to go vote. And when she lived in Kentucky and it just snowed for the first time the other day. So, instead of voting, I don't remember what the reasoning for the, not the weekend is, but like, um, for it to be on a Tuesday was because they didn't want people traveling on Sunday to go vote on Monday, because whenever this was passed, people were still using horseback as a means of transportation. So, they gave them one whole day, Monday, to travel so that they could vote on Tuesdays. So does that mean I should take off Monday before election day? So you are not travel? riding on horseback. <laughs> I could. <laughs> you, you could ride some moo moo all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> and even he's too small to take me. <laughs> so you could probably walk from our house on Tuesday morning and make it there. I totally could. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Yep. So that is my fun facts. Dina only has two fun facts left. I. After well, okay. I think I should have all of. Until Christmas. Uh, here we go. She's trying to change the rules as we go, people. Here we go. Well, it is my favorite holiday. You only get till 10. 10 episodes. Well. You're fired. I'm oh. not voting for you. <laughs> and what? then it'll be <laughs> Ben's bussin' ideas. Bussin'? Bussin'. That's a new fancy thing that all the kids say. Bruh. <laughs> 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 okay. Can you explain to me what bussin' is? It's like um, that idea is lit. It's on fire. That's so good. That's bussin'. That's bussin'. Like that meal tonight was bussin'. Why can't you just say good? Ben's a good idea. Okay, listen, old man. (laughs) You have to have cool kid slang, and that's the cool kid slang of the time. 
Well, I'm really excited because in two episodes we're going to have Ben's busting ideas. I still think I should have <laughs> until right. Christmas. Well, you know, I really don't think we should talk about this on there. I think we should let the people vote. Oh! It is voting day. This is not a democracy. <laughs> 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 but if you would like to see Ben's busting ideas or Dina's fun facts. We will put a poll out. On Tuesday, or Hunter's Random November Question. 8th. Oh, or a return to Hunter's Random Question, I guess. Or Jessica's busting recipes. Jessica's <laughs> jamming Jehoshaphat's. <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to come up with your own title. Or Lily's special song time. Oh, that would be awesome. Can we do that? I vote that. Like okay, you know what? I'm pretty sure it'd be Let It Go every week. It probably would. <laughs> oh, she was singing go. Bingo was its Namo yesterday. Nice. She was going B I N G. Yeah, I don't oh. get copyrighted. So speaking, no, Bingo's not copyrighted. <laughs> so speaking of, oh, McDonald would have something to say about Lily. That. We may have a special guest next week. Is that right? <sighs> maybe depends. She might do our intro for us. De- maybe not, but hopefully, hopefully, maybe. if the Lord wills, that's the goal. We shall see. If the rapture hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Amen. So, thank you everyone for listening to the Altered Podcast this week, and we will see you back next week. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to listen next week for a brand new episode. Also, be sure to connect with us on the Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. See you next week.